Welcome to PHT in the Morning with your host, Pastor David Miller from the Pentecostal Holiness Tabernacle in Cincinnati, Ohio. Good morning and welcome to another episode of PHT in the Morning. I am Pastor David Miller and I'll be your host today. We uh, have been going through the book of Hebrews and chapter number 11 and uh, talking to you about some of those great heroes of faith and about their stories. And uh, we have another one for you here today. Have a couple of more to go in this uh, 11th chapter and then we'll move on to some other great things in the Word of God. We left off uh, our last episode in verse number 32 of Hebrews 11. And we was talking about Samson and his great strength and what great things that happened in his life. And the next one in that verse of that 32nd verse, it mentions a man by the name of Jephthah. And he's who we're going to be talking to you about in this episode today. I do want you to notice in uh, uh, the 11th chapter of the book of Judges, uh, actually that 11th chapter of Judges, if you want to uh, read the complete full story about Jephthah, you can find it there in the 11th chapter of the book of Judges. It starts out in verse 1 about him, and it ends up in verse number 40 about him. So the very first verse in that 11th chapter says this, that Jephthah the Gileite was a mighty warrior. So it starts off talking about him being a mighty warrior at the start. It also tells about his father and his mother. And I'll I'll just read this and then we'll, uh, get into this episode. It says his father was Gilead. Now he was from Gilead, but his name was actually also Gilead. And about his mother, it just says his mother was a prostitute. So we're going to talk to you about Jeff Tath and his story today. In the, uh, First of all, before we get in that 11th chapter, I'm going to give you a few interesting facts about this man. Jephthah later, uh, he was a judge, actually, who judged Israel. He judged them for six years. He lived in Gilead in his father's house up to this time. And we told you his father's name was Gilead. His mother was only described as a prostitute. But when you look at that name, Jephthah, it had a very interesting meaning. I I love this. What his name simply meant was set free or to be set free. That's a, isn't that a great name? (laughs) Great meaning of a name. And then his father 
uh, Gilead and his mother, a prostitute, you can almost see where this, and hearing his story, you can almost see where his name comes into play. Now, he lived in Gilead, and Gilead was a stretch of uh, heavily wooded or heavily forested land. And it was about 20 miles wide. And it was located just east of the Jordan River, which today is located in the country of Jordan. And uh, Jephthah tells his story here that his brothers were upset with him. And the Bible actually talks about them uh, driving him away. They didn't want him to stay and be a part of the family. And they drove him away because they did not want him to be a part of their father's inheritance. And when he was eventually driven out of his father's house, because they did not want to share uh, their inheritance with him, he left and he settled in a place called Tob, just T-O-B is how it's spelled. Tob was east of his father's house or east of Gilead. And it was actually located right on the edge uh, of the desert. And so he was there, he stayed there, and he he pretty quickly became popular and uh, actually famous while he was there. Now, it was not in a good way to begin with. A lot of folks don't start out good, but God can take that and change them and they can do great things for God still. He was known as an outlaw prince. And in Judges 11 and 3, you can look there and read that for yourself. Uh, the Bible said there that there was men that was gathered to him. There was men that uh, kind of flocked to him, and he drew men towards him. But it was the wrong kind of men. You know, sometimes you can get popular, but you can be popular uh, in a bad way instead of a good way. So you need to be careful how you judge your popularity or, or your friends. And the Bible said that there was men that gathered to him, but I want you to notice what kind of men. The Bible called them vain men or evil men. Those were the kind of men that was gathered to Jephthah. And it, it kind of looks like to me because of him being driven out of his father's house by his brothers, them wanting no part of him, I could see where maybe he thought, well, if, if they don't want no part of me, I will just, I will just uh, gather to these other, other people and be their friend. And he became known. His reputation began to grow. And he was known as a mighty warrior. Verse number uh, three, I think it, uh, verse number one says that actually. But then in verse number four, uh, the Bible talks about this. He said, but in the process of time, 
In the process of time, Ammon, or the Ammonites as we call them, made war against Israel. And they had been enemies with Israel for over 300 years that we know for sure. So the Ammonites had just invaded Israel because they was trying to reclaim their land that Joshua had taken from them 300 years prior. Now they looked at this as righting a wrong because they felt like their land had been stolen from them, but actually God had given this land to Joshua. And the frightened elders of Israel, or Gilead rather, they came uh, to Jephthah. They were terrified uh, when the Ammonites and the armies of the Ammonites swept down upon them and began to invade their coast. And they was really terrified that they were going to lose this battle. So they gathered together and got some elders together. And they went to this then known as bandit prince, Jephthah. And they made a deal with him that if he was able to win this battle, that they would anoint him as head over the Hebrews in Gilead or uh, kind of like their king. He had told them that. He had asked for that, actually, that if I do this thing for you, if I win this battle, you will you make me your head? And they agreed to those terms. Then you skip down several verses here because I don't have time to tell every single bit of this today. But we see that Jephthah agreed and he was willing to fight because actually this was his people. This was his family. Even though he had been driven from them, there was still a certain amount of loyalty there to the people that had driven him away. And the Bible said in verse number 29, I know I'm skipping a lot of verses here, but going to, down to verse 29, I want you to notice this. The Bible said, Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah. That makes the difference right there. I mean, we're looking at two armies here. We're looking at uh, the army of Gilead, which was didn't look like they had a chance, against a great army of the Ammonites. But what made the difference? Jephthah, the Spirit of the Lord, came upon him. And then in verse 30 and verse 31, now, before I get to those two verses, it was God. It was the power of God. It was the anointing of God. It was the Spirit of God that it moved upon him. And even when the Spirit of God moves upon us, we must still be careful what we say, and what we do. I mean, if God tells you you're going to win the battle, you're going to win the battle. And if God promises you victory, you will get a victory. But we need to be careful how we say things. So many people have done the right thing, but said things that caused 
great difficulties afterwards in their lives. Notice verses 30 and 31. The Bible said, then he made a vow. And he didn't make that vow just to those people. He made it to the Lord. And he said, Lord, if you will give me this victory or give me this battle, you be with me. God had already promised. I mean, the promise was already there. I feel like God was, when the spirit of God moved on him, that should have been enough. But he said, God, if you'll give me this victory, I will give you the first thing that comes out of my house. And this is what Jephthah is known for most of all in his life. This rash vow that he made when he spoke too quickly, I will give you the first thing that comes out of my house when I return. So he went, he fought this great battle. God gave him a great victory. The victory was won. Israel was happy. Gilead was happy. Everyone was happy. So when he goes back home in verse number 34, he returns. Now you remember the vow. The first thing comes out of my house. He said, I will give it to you, not just give it to you, but as a burnt offering or sacrifice. And the very first thing that came out of his house was his only child, his daughter. He had no other children, just that girl. When she came out of the house, the Bible said she came out dancing with dances, with timbrels. She was so excited, so happy, so thrilled that her father returned home safe that her father was back and he had won a great victory. And of course, when he saw her, his heart was broke because he knew he had made this vow to the Lord. And notice what he said in verse number 35. I like exactly how King James says this in his version. He said, I have opened my mouth and cannot go back. I just want to ask you or tell you today, be careful when you open your mouth what you say. Be very careful. I've opened my mouth. I cannot go back. And he began to tell his daughter exactly what he promised the Lord. But I want you to notice her response. Her response was quite differently probably than mine would have been or anyone else listening to me would have been. But her response was simply this. She said, if you've opened your mouth to the Lord, then do so to me as you have said. How many people could say that? If you have promised God that you give the first thing out of your house to sacrifice, then you must do what you said. This is to me one of the saddest stories in the scriptures. It really is. God was going to do a great thing for a young man that had a, uh, a birth by a prostitute mother, driven away by his brothers and forsaken, wound up in a strange land with evil men. God had then changed his life back 
to where he was recruited by the elders of Gilead, won a great victory for God, but then opened his mouth rashly. The Bible said, be not rash with thy mouth. We must be careful what we say. It is very careful. I mean, it is very needful that we're careful what we say. All that his daughter asked in verse number 37 was, would you give me two months that I may go in and out and I might go to the mountains back and forth and give me clearance or let me live these two months with her friends and so forth. So verse 38 said he sent her away for two months. At the end of the two months, the Bible said she returned to her father and then her father did according to his vow that he had made to the Lord. He gave her as a burnt offering or a sacrifice. Verse number 40 says this about him, and this is the ending of this chapter. And the daughters of Israel went out four days every year to lament or to weep over her. So in this story of Jephthah, sometimes, some of you may be saying, why in the world is he even mentioned among those great heroes of faith? I think it was because that he, he won this great battle. He judged Israel six years, and he was true to his word that he'd given to God. This is a great story. Jephthah was a great warrior, but he also made a grave and a great error or mistake by opening his mouth too soon. So we're going to close in just a moment, but I just want to talk to you from my heart right now and tell you, be careful what you say. I don't care if you're a preacher. I don't care if you're a pastor or you're an evangelist. I don't care if you're a great singer. It doesn't matter if you won many souls to God and you've done great things. While you're doing those great things for God, be careful what you say. And be careful, very careful, how you react to God. When you say something to Him, you really need to be careful what you say. This morning, my heart is touched my heart is rejoicing but yet heavy when I read this story about Jeff Death. I've enjoyed being with you today. I hope we've been a blessing to you today. And I want you to tune in and be with us on every episode that you possibly can. We enjoy being with you in these um, episodes. God bless you so much is my prayer. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Mm-hmm.